Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks, trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binging, restricting, dieting, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to today's episode. So the question of today is, is my binge eating always about something bigger? Is it, is it because something happened to me, some traumatic event? Does it have to be about that? Or can it be as simple as I don't eat enough? And I really want to dive into this because I've been DM'd it a few times. People are almost concerned that they, they can't pinpoint some big thing that happened to them. and They don't understand why am I binge eating. And I know when I sort of dissect my own binge eating experience, it's interesting. There's, it's complicated. There's, it's all a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. There are reasons why things start happening and then it snowballs. And then maybe you're binge eating for other reasons that aren't all to do with the emotional. So I think it's, it's definitely an interesting one to hop into. My quick answer to this question, is it always about something deeper, is mostly yes. Though it can, other factors can join in along the way. And that sort of links me to this, something I've talked about in, I think, in my second episode ever. And it's these three types of restriction that all cause binging. And the first one being physical restriction. We are simply not eating enough. Our body is screaming out for calories and energy and sort of revolts and binges and that's physical restriction then we have mental restriction which is sort of diet mindset where you're always telling yourself I can't have this that's off limits this is bad food this is good food and eventually you just want what you can't have that forbidden fruit and you give in and you binge then we've got emotional restriction which is basically like suppressing those feelings that you don't want to feel, the, the trauma from your past, even if it's little things, maybe it's stress in the day from work, you want to decompress, and you don't know how to basically manage these emotions, so we push them down and we soothe through food instead. So I have to say that in my own experience, and in that of all of my clients I've ever had, it is a snowball effect and it very much begins with the more emotional side and it doesn't have to be a huge thing that happened to you like one big life-changing event most often it is a series of accumulated trauma that just builds up and builds up so it can look like maybe your family the culture in your family is very focused on appearances and so as a kid you take that on and you internalize, oh, okay, so the way that I get love and validation is through my appearance, so I must uphold this certain standard. Maybe it looks like a, an incident like as a five-year-old, you were doing dance 
and your teacher said you're never going to be the best dancer in the class because you're not light enough or or maybe they say oh you should be more like this girl look how easy it is for her to jump or something and this is while it seems like it seems bad but maybe you don't see it as a trauma but it is this to a five-year-old would be a very traumatic experience which would or could kick off a journey of disordered eating that little five-year-old is gonna see the other girl that she's been compared to or see the body type that she is supposed to get and she's gonna start restricting she's gonna start noticing how can I get that maybe she's 10 maybe she's 15 but it's this early onset of okay, the world validates, they reward certain body types, I need to make sure I get to that. And that little girl will do everything she can in her power to never feel that pain again of the dance teacher seeing that in front of the class. Maybe it was another event. Maybe it's an embarrassing event in front of your class and a kid called you fat or called some other girl fat and everyone laughed at her and she cried and you you internalize that pain, her pain, or whether it was yours, and that became a wound in your system that is stuck inside of you, that is frozen in time, and still shows up today, where you still tell yourself, I need to do everything I can to not have that certain body type, because then I will be looked down upon by my peers. So while you might not see that as some big traumatic event, that was a big traumatic event for that little girl who has now learned something about the world, maybe from a person who was projecting their own issues, but they have now internalized that. And she's going to have this part of her that feels like it needs to control the way she looks to gain love. Another example of this sort of build-up, emotional build-up, is you seeing as a child or as a teenager, females dieting a lot. Maybe your mom or other women, you hear them putting themselves down about how their hips look, how their stomach looks, and they're constantly commenting on their body and attributing it to their worth. Maybe you're seeing women restrict purposely, not eat as much as you intuitively know that they should be eating. And again, doesn't seem like one big thing, doesn't seem like a trauma, but this really sticks with someone who's vulnerable, who's impressionable, they're growing up and they're just trying to understand the world. And now they see their mom, their caretaker or authoritative women or just females in their family dieting. So now this little girl thinks, oh, all these women who I look up to are doing this thing. This is how they live their life. This is how they maybe gain love and it's how they even even it's how they bond sometimes by putting down parts of their body and the other one says, oh me too. Oh let's do a diet together. Let's stick together in the diet. So this little girl is like, okay, maybe I should try a diet. And she does. She starts. And that's where some mental restriction starts to kick in, right? Diet mentality. Now this little girl is 
telling herself that she's, she needs to cut carbs, she needs to not eat as much pasta, she really wishes she could. She is cutting out all those foods that she grew up loving. So before we continue, I wanted to share some news with you. I've recently opened up two new One Fun coaching spots. So if you're at that point where you've tried it all, you've done diets, gym, doctors, therapists, everything just like I had, and now you just want to sort out this binging once and for all, one-to-one -one coaching is awesome. It is the solution. You get to basically have a cheerleader, me, <laughs> by your side, who's been there. I have felt how horrible it is, what a mess it makes your life, and I've got out. So I really do know how it feels and I know how it's done. It's a 12-week program, so only for those truly serious about not binging anymore and just healing everything that's underneath that. Head to my website for all of the details and you can set up a free call, a discovery call there on the website or just DM me on Instagram and we can get chatting. And so instead of me continuing on and just telling you more about what it's like, I just want to share what past and current clients have to say. I became so much more aware of my thoughts and emotions on binge days. For the first time ever, I'm able to change the things that I've spent years struggling to figure out, things that have been so difficult for me to stop doing. My mind is no longer fixated on weight loss and control. Another said, I think it's so wild some of the things I'm able to do now. I never thought it was possible to not have that urge to binge all the time. Another said, only three weeks into our one-to-one -one work and it felt like chatting with a friend. And the progress I made in that short space of time already had me binging so much less generally being more mindful around food and feeling more like my old self, my ultimate long-term goals. Another one said, it's changed my life so much more than just food. I feel confident in my body and myself, something I never thought would be possible. Another one said, I can't believe it's only four weeks into this. This is honestly the first time in about 15 years that I haven't hated my body. I can honestly look and point out parts that I like. I can't wait to see how I am after 12 weeks and I can't thank you enough. And one more said, learning to be aware of my feelings has helped so much. Usually I would push everything aside and just not think about it. So thank you for helping me get my shit together. <laughs> and another one said, I love talking with you and your advice has helped me shift my mindset to become a better version of me. And one more said, best decision ever. So as I said, just hop on over to my website to set up a call or just DM me on Instagram. Let's hop back into the episode. So we've got initial emotional wounds showing up through maybe those things that happened, little things, but were actually big things, maybe accumulated events like seeing all the females dieting all the time. And... Then you've got the mental side of things kicking in, the mental restriction. As you start that diet, you start to alter the way that you intuitively had always eaten before. So next thing you know, you are restricting and maybe you do well at the start because one, you're young and your metabolism is banging. <laughs> And then two, you, there's so much novelty about it. And you're like, wow, this isn't that hard. And you just keep doing it. And maybe you lose some weight. 
And then because you're in that society or you're, you're in that world where people praise weight loss, maybe you get some compliments and you love that validation and you love the feeling. But then boom, next thing we know, you're binging because you are physically restricting your body. So now we've got all three types of emotion in the game. We've got emotional, we've got mental, we've got physical. So now it's a complicated mess. Now you're binging, then you're trying to restrict, then you're binging. And that restricting just keeps amplifying the physical restriction side of things. And at that point, you suddenly are confronted with the fact that you have this huge problem in your life, you're binge eating, you're gaining weight, your weight's all over the place, and you just don't know, where the hell did this start? Like, what happened? What do I do? Where do I, where do I start by, with fixing this? And you might think that the obvious thing is, okay, I just need to eat more. So you try not to physically restrict, right? And that's definitely something that I advise everyone to do, to eat more if they are physically restricting. This will definitely alleviate the binging. But what I would say is it's not going to fix the entire problem because we still have this whole emotional side of it underneath those beliefs you have about what you need to look like, what's expected of you, your body, what the world loves most, what they make fun of. You still have all those things, those memories that happened. And so that's not going to go away by just eating more. Sure, if you eat more, you're not going to have the physical restriction side of things. So that's great. But maybe, maybe it will fix the binging, but then you'll go to something else to deal with that feeling of just not being good enough, of not knowing how to handle these emotions of not being good enough, not feeling safe in just who you are in this world. So maybe you go to smoking or maybe you go to alcohol. That's why we have to go into the deep side of things. We have to heal those beliefs. We have to create new ones that are so much more empowering. We have to heal those wounded parts of you that are hurting, that feel like they're not good enough, that still remember those events where everyone laughed at you or someone made a comment. You still remember it like it was yesterday and that pain. And we have to start giving yourself radical love and compassion. You've got to stop being the one getting in your own way, holding you back. I know for me, with my journey, I remember really well, there was a part, it was probably about six years ago, one of the worst parts of my binge eating. And I was in university, I was binging most days, I would say. And I came across, it wasn't even to do with healing from binge eating, I came across some sort of like way of eating. And it was, oh, I was like a vegan, a type of vegan diet. And it was all about like getting lots of carbs in, lots of energy so you can have fun, do exercise. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, this sounds cool. I get to eat, I get to eat. So I started doing it for a while and my binge eating eased off for a few weeks. And I even remember telling my mom, I was like, yeah, like 
who knew it's this simple I just had to eat more and my binge eating will stop and so it felt good but lo and behold it did not solve the problem because for me a lot of the binge eating was down to emotional issues like it was much deeper than just the physical and I think to those who sort of have a counter argument to this idea that it starts with the emotional and they say no no mine was just physical you know I just wasn't eating enough I would still argue that that is emotional because why are you not eating enough are you is are you going through something emotional whereby you don't have an appetite then that's emotional are you trying to edit your body because you believe you need to be a different way that's emotional are you just not prioritizing your own self-care and making the time to nourish and give yourself enough energy that's also emotional so I really am a big believer in it starting in the emotional side of things and snowballing into something bigger and more complicated when you start to believe that you need to change your body and you're not good enough as you are so you start dieting the binging starts you start restricting physical restriction starts and now you've got all three types of restriction in the mix and just before I wrap up just want to make one quick comment on that whole idea of oh it has to be a big traumatic event I think the idea, the notion that we have in our mind of what traumatic means is usually something really big like sexual abuse, war, those kinds of things. And there has been a big movement in the trauma space of broadening this definition a lot. So pretty much everyone has gone through some sort of trauma. Trauma is basically something that has affected you so much emotionally that it's it's been stored in your body and it can be physically too of course it could be a physical trauma like an incident but it can also be emotional so something happened when you were really young and you were super impressionable you just wanted everyone's love and you're trying to understand how the world worked and then something happened and it really stuck with you and it's in your body still and you haven't really healed from it and it's impacting you even to this day, that's most likely a trauma as well. So that's really what I've got to say on this whole question of, does it always have to be about something bigger? So pretty much in a nutshell, my answer is yes, but let's redefine this idea of what is that bigger traumatic thing. It can be something smaller. It can be a build up over time of just noticing that all women, most women seem to diet and want to change their body or hate their bodies. So to sum it up pretty much, my advice is to absolutely stop the physical restricting, but dig way deeper. What's, what's underneath all of this? Why did I start trying to change my body in the beginning? Why am I not accepting myself as I am? And that's a really big piece of work. Like this is, this whole worthiness thing is an ongoing piece of work. I think for most people in their life, and if you do ever need help, DM me on Instagram. I can help you out as best I can there. 
or I can we can chat about how I can help you more long term, whether it's the 30 day reboot course or even one to one coaching. So have a beautiful day and tune in again tomorrow. See you guys. And that is the scoop for today. If this app inspired you, taught you something new, or has helped give you direction in your recovery journey, it would mean the world to me if you did me a massive favor. It'll only take two minutes, I promise. Review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Once you've posted it, take a screenshot and DM that photo to me. I'll enter you into a monthly raffle. Yeah, that's right. I ain't going to leave you hanging. So each month I'll randomly select one lucky winner and you'll receive a free one-to-one coaching sesh with me. It'll be super fun and valuable. And if you'd really love to give back more to me, it'd help me build this podcast so much more and reach so many more women. If you shared it with someone else who you think will love it, maybe it's a sister, a friend, a bestie, or your mom. I love you all so much. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.